This is News Source 1 Michiana. Your balanced source of news for the community. Welcome to Michiana Speak Out with Keith Thews. An interactive podcast where we can talk to you or you can speak to us. The show begins right after the national news. News Nation This Hour, I'm Vic Vaughn. Kyle Rittenhouse broke down on the stand this morning at his trial while describing being chased by people in the moments before he shot and killed two men and wounded a third. <laughs> That's right, bro. <laughs> We're gonna just take time for our break anyway. You, you can uh, just relax for a minute, sir. Um, we're going to take a break. After a break, questioning by his defense lawyer continued. Rittenhouse testified that one of his chasers tried to take his rifle, that in all three shootings he had no choice but to fire it to stop the attacks. The prosecutor's cross-examination followed. With regard to Joseph Rosenbaum, you fired four shots at him, correct? Yes. You intended to kill him, correct? I didn't intend to kill him. I intended to stop the person who was attacking me and trying to steal my gun. It happened during last year's civil unrest in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Rittenhouse has pleaded not guilty to multiple charges on claims of self-defense. Testimony continued today in another high-profile case, one that centers on race, the 2020 shooting death of 25-year-old jogger Ahmad Arbery, a black man in Brunswick, Georgia. A Glenn County police sergeant has testified that one of the three white men charged with murder told officers they had him trapped like a rat. For the first time since late August, the national average of weekly coronavirus infections and hospitalizations in the U.S. did not go down. CDC Director Michelle Walensky. The current seven-day daily average of cases is hovering at about 73,300 cases per day. The seven-day average of hospital admissions is about 5,000 per day, also relatively stable from the previous week. Nationwide COVID-19 deaths did continue to fall, down to about 1,000 per day, roughly 11% lower than the previous week, although changes in the death rate tend to trail about two weeks behind cases and hospitalizations. Americans are coping with the highest annual inflation rate since 1990. President Biden will try to convince them today that his infrastructure agenda can reverse it. He'll deliver those remarks from the Port of Baltimore this afternoon, emphasizing how federal support can strengthen global supply chains, lower prices, end shortages, and add union jobs. He speaks just after 3 o'clock Eastern. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and the News Nation Now app. I'm Vic Vaughn. Happy Hump Day! It is November the 10th, 2021, and you are listening to News Source One, Michiana's podcast show of Michiana Speak Out. Boy, I have to say, today is far, far improved compared to yesterday when it was looking very overcast, very dark, bleak, and even started to rain, kind of screwed up a cookout that I was supposed to go to, and then that got postponed to tonight for me to attend. So, are you enjoying your hump day? And I have to say, I definitely am. Well, i uh, got a few th- notes of news to, uh, to pass along to all of you. And uh, we're going to start off with the uh, missing persons report again. I shared that yesterday. We actually uh, pretty much broke the story outside of Nextdoor. 
of Kayla Ritchie. Again, she is 29 years old. Elkhart County Sheriff's Office has her at five foot nine. Her mom gave me at five foot eight. She is white and 200 pounds. She was last wearing a black leggings and a black sweatshirt. Last reported on around the County Road 6 Walmart. And uh, if you want a little bit more information, um, and that was at 11.121 at 7.58 in the morning, according to uh, the Elkhart County Sheriff's Office. So please help find Kayla Ritchie. Um, her mom is quite concerned and appreciative of all of the outpouring of alerts, including ours, that we did yesterday. You know, we are a community radio station for Northern Indiana, Lower Michigan, and we're able to put those words out to help find uh, lost people, pets. And obviously, as I said yesterday, we're obligated to uh, pass along most of the silver alerts and all of the amber alerts for the Indiana State as well. Well, today, Kyle Rittenhouse took the stand in his defense, and according to the news, he broke down on the witness stand, which delayed the questioning. If you want to learn more about that, uh, take a look at the articles that were posted earlier. Uh, WNDU had a live feed of his uh, questioning on the stand, and uh, you can watch that feed uh, on our Facebook group for News Source 1 Michiana have another police uh, matter that needs to be passed along to you as well. And this is also from the uh, Elkhart City Police Department. And uh, they posted that also um, earlier today. Important notice. Starting today, the 10th of November, 2021, the Elkhart Police Department lobby will be open only from 7 o'clock in the morning to 7 o'clock p.m. Monday through Friday and not open on the weekend. During hours when the lobby is not open, you can call 295-7070 and file a report over the phone or have an officer come out and take a report from you. And in the case of emergencies, 911. So um, myself, I'm not too thrilled with this. Um, it is not my decision. It's the police department's decision. Um, I feel that a police department should always be open to the general public. But that's their decision to only have it open Monday through Friday, 7 to 7, and closed on the weekend. Also, uh, Elkhart County. Elkhart County has uh, posted a uh, weather safety alert. Uh, so actually it came from the Elkhart City. And so here are some winter driving tips. It's going to get nasty. We're going to get our first flakes coming up. So they, they say, know before you go, winter driving. Check your road conditions. Call 511 or visit your DOT to get on the latest road conditions. Always make sure that you have an emergency supply kit. Have a shovel, cat litter, uh, batteries, flashlights, blankets, and make sure that you have non-perishable food in case you get stuck as well. Always check the weather. You've got National Weather Service. You can check through us here at News Source 1. And make sure that your vehicle is in top running in good condition. So make sure that you also allow for extra time for braking. 
Uh, there are those areas in the county uh, that typically have very bad um, ice and snow on the bridges. And then there's an area just to the west of State Road uh, 17, or Cat Road 17, sorry, and uh, on State Road 120, there's an S-curve, and even there is uh, cement that is uh, protecting a house from any vehicles that slide off at that curve. Well, tomorrow is Veterans Day. We have special programming that we are going to be giving you. And as part of the special programming, we are going to have an interview with a local Elkhart area veteran, Lewis Childress. Um, we're going to be talking about his time serving in the United States Army. So uh, that interview is going to be extra special for our programming, as well as some other stuff that we've got lined up. It is launch day. We have the crew number three of SpaceX on the commercial flights into orbit to the International Space Station taking off tonight at 9.03 p.m. tonight. If you want to watch the coverage from NASA TV or from SpaceX, um, go to our Facebook group of News Source 1 Michiana and look up the link on announcements. Um, we also have a few other links as well um, for the launch if you want to get coverage from, say, Overlook Horizon um, or from the Everyday Astronaut. You can find it there as well. But 9.03 tonight, the countdown is on and uh, another crew going up on the uh, a brand new Crew Dragon spacecraft. This one is named Endurance, and the first Crew Dragon spacecraft of Endeavor landed in the uh, off the coast of Pensacola, Pensacola, Florida, uh, 48 hours ago almost well, from the launch. So anyway, a lot of things happening. Be ready, and um, if you're ever wondering, by the way, um, there's a new store. It's an online. Sort of like um, some of the delivery places that you see for fast food. Well, there's a delivery convenience store that just opened up in Elkhart. And I talked to a lady. It's called GoPuff. So if you want to know a little bit more, go to GoPuff.com. You can order food from the convenience store and have it delivered. There is a store I found out from this lady who is a delivery person in South Bend. And now there's one at an old quick video store on Napanee in Elkhart. I drove over there to try to do an interview, but the place was locked up. And one of the delivery ladies told me what the GoPuff store was all about. Quite interesting. And hopefully I'll get a chance to talk to somebody from that store to learn a little bit more about it. Holidays are coming up. We're going to try to have some uh, business interviews preparing for Small Business Saturday, which is right after Black Friday. So you got Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, Small Business Saturday, and then Cyber Monday. That's all coming up, so we're going to be getting ready for that. So anyway, let's go ahead and uh, give you a rundown on the launch from Fox 35 Orlando. And then we'll go on to our regular programming after the messages. You're listening to Michigan Speak Out on News Source 1, 
Louisiana. Eddie Park, a scene of a beautiful start to the day out there. And our Fox 35 Storm Team meteorologist Allison Gargaro joining us live with the Fox 35 Storm Team Thunder Truck. Al, the excitement builds. I know we're excited and the folks out there likely excited as well. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jamie. You are exactly on point. Everybody is so excited for the launch that all important time 9:03 p.m. tonight, and this is where you can get a fabulous seat. Jetty Park, come out and watch that launch. Now we've been seeing a lot of folks that are already out here. We have a family from Canada. I had a group from Chicago, and another man said, "Hey, he just got in his RV and he's driving across the country, and it just so happens he stopped in Brevard County just in time for that launch." So right now. There's an 80% chance of a go for launch, which is always good news. But I have more details on your hour by hour forecast, what you can expect if you will be watching that launch live right here on the Space Coast. More details coming up in just a few minutes. We're going to send it back to you. We will take it, Allie. Thank you. And Fox 35's countdown clock is a ticking down. We are 12 hours now from the launch of Crew 3 to the International Space Station. This morning, we can expect people all along the coast to start saving their spots because they want to see that four-person crew lift off. I love that it's 9.03 in the morning and at 9.03 oh, at night is exactly go. when it's going to go. Yes. Exactly. How cool is that, Amanda McKenzie? That is pretty cool. So just a 12-hour wait now until we can hopefully see that rocket take off this evening. They are going to be heading out for a six-month science mission where they'll be conducting experiments. Some will even be focusing on the astronauts immune system in space before, during and after the flight. A SpaceX, SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket and Crew Dragon endurance spacecraft will carry NASA astronauts Raha Shari, Tom Marshburn, Kayla Barron and ESA astronaut Matthias Maurer to the International Space Station. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson expressed his excitement for the mission at the Kennedy Space Center. This is going to be a, a great mission. Uh, we were down for a while uh, after we retired the space shuttle, uh, it took us uh, uh, additional time that we didn't expect, but now we are launching Americans on American rockets from American soil. This is the first time NASA has decided to do an indirect handover of space station crews, meaning that NASA brought home the four Crew-2 astronauts from the ISS before launching their replacements. The Crew-2 astronauts spent about 200 days in space and splashed down in the Gulf of Mexico on Monday. NASA says the astronauts are in good shape and cleared for flight tonight. Live in the studio, Amanda McKenzie, Fox 35 News. Cheek and Stem, a message brought to you by the Ad Council. It is time to help out with Christmas. Here are some ways that you can help local families in need. Shop online at Walmart.com through December 28th and round up to support a local Salvation Army in your area. Volunteer to ring bells until December 24th. You can sign up to volunteer at registertoring.com. You can volunteer for one to two hours, Monday through Saturday. Or some Salvation Army locations are actually hiring 
to be a paid worker. You can stop by the Elkhart Salvation Army for more info. Call 574-970-0088. You can become an online bell ringer. To become an online bell ringer, sign up at salarmy.us slash Elkhart Kettle. Another thing you can do is join the Red Ribbon Basket Campaign. With this, you fill a basket with personal products or household items to be given to a family in need. They are hoping to help approximately 600 families this year. For more information, call 574-970-0088 to be connected to the Elkhart Salvation Army or visit your local Salvation Army in your area to see what you can do for Christmas this year. Happy holidays and hope you can have some fun helping a family in need this Christmas. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. Or if that resume was from someone who worked 12 hour shifts at the recycling company with my dad, who's 72. That taught me a work ethic that I carry with me every day. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone. Growing up where I did, a lot of things could have gotten in the way of my goals, but I learned to push through, and that's what I bring to work every day. So maybe it's time we look beyond the resume and look to grads of life. Discover new ways to develop great talent that are so much more than what's on paper at gradsoflife.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. Happy Thanksgiving. Here are some Thanksgiving Free meals that are happening in our area. On Thursday, November 25th, the Matherhorn Elkhart will partner once again with the Elkhart Salvation Army for a drive through style Thanksgiving dinner to the first 1,000 people. And that will run from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. If you have any questions or like to volunteer, call 574-970-0088. The First United Methodist Church in Goshen, also on November 25th, will have a free Thanksgiving meal from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. The Faith Mission of Elkhart will be serving hot and cold meals, drive through style, or walking up on the 25th from 12.30 to 1 p.m. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Take care. Be safe. News Source 1 Michiana is still your station for happy and whole in him and school and community. News from Sylvia Stark.
Michiana Racing Coverage still expounds with Ron Verash and we give a hearty station welcome to Fred Webster who will cover Plymouth and Rochester news. More is coming next. Greetings, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. Recently the Wall Street Journal ranked our city, Elkhart, Indiana, as the hottest emerging market in all the United States. This is a pretty big deal to us, to be able to brag on our city. And that's what we find in Psalm 48, a psalm about the city of Zion. Listen to it. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise in the city of our God, his holy mountain, beautiful in its loftiness, the joy of the whole earth, like the heights of Zaphon is Mount Zion, the city of the great king. God is in her citadels. He has shown himself to be her fortress. When the kings joined forces, when they advanced together, they saw her and were astounded. They fled in terror. Trembling seized them there, pain like that of a woman in labor. You destroyed them like ships of Tarshish, shattered by an east wind. As we have heard, so we have seen in the city of the Lord Almighty, in the city of our God. God makes her secure forever. Within your temple, O God, we meditate on your unfailing love. Like your name, O God, your praise reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with righteousness. Mount Zion rejoices. The villages of Judah are glad because of your judgments. Walk about Zion. Go around her. Count her towers. Consider well her ramparts. View her citadels that you may tell of them to the next generation. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end. Wow. Psalm 48, it speaks to us like you might expect a realtor to trying to make a sale. Walk about Zion, go around her, count her towers, consider well her ramparts. This psalm is all about the praise of the great city. The psalm begins by telling you it's all about location, location, location. Verse 2, beautiful in its loftiness, the joy of the whole earth, like the heights of Zaphon is Mount Zion. Really? The joy of the whole earth? This would be a surprise in the time when this was written, because most people in the world would not think much of Zion if they'd even heard of it. Jerusalem was a small city located in the hill country of a small nation. But Psalm 48 tells us that Zion has something no other city has. God is in her midst. God himself dwells in Zion. No other city and no other people have the great privilege of saying, the God who created all things, he takes up his residence here in Zion. There is the temple of the only true and living God. Verse 9, within your temple, O God, we meditate on your unfailing love. What a privilege it would have been to have been there. The temple in Zion was the one place where heaven and earth met. But no longer, my friends. 
If you were to visit Jerusalem today, there's no longer any temple to the living God. The temple was destroyed, which might make us think that this psalm is no longer relevant. But it is, my friend. It is a psalm that the Christian can sing. You see, our Lord Jesus left heaven, and he came to earth and took on our mortal frame. And when our Lord Jesus took up residence in the womb of the Virgin Mary, he became the place where earth and heaven met, which meant there was no longer any need for an earthly temple in an earthly city. And now that our Lord Jesus has ascended to heaven and poured out his Holy Spirit, all earthly cities where a church of our Lord Jesus Christ is can brag now on their location, which actually means Elkhart, Indiana has something incredible in it that actually didn't make the Wall Street Journal. I pastor a small church plant located right in the middle of this city. We bought an old bank building that frankly doesn't look like much. In fact, it needs a lot of work. But when one of Hart City Church members says on a Sunday morning, isn't it so beautiful to walk around here, this place where God dwells? I can say honestly with a smile. It's absolutely stunning, my friend. And we need to tell the next generation about this place where earth and heaven meet. And I'm not talking about the former bank building we're in right now, because that is not where God is taking up residence in the city of Elkhart. God is taking up residence in his people, in his church. And though the world might not think much of our little group of 40-some members, it certainly doesn't appear like there's much glory to behold there. Well, appearances are deceiving because the dwelling place of God is with man, Revelation 21.3, as God has come to dwell in our hearts by his Holy Spirit. All Christians are the new temple of God in the city of Zion, and that is something we can sing about. Remember who you are and who you belong to. Next Reality Studios, located at 1100 North Chicago Avenue in Goshen, is your hot community spot for virtual reality. 20,000 square feet of VR fun. Social and community groups can use the Innovation Center for various trainings and events. Very easy to find at the Old Bag Factory. Look them up on Facebook and call ahead to book a time slot. Walk-ins are welcome too. This is News Source 1 Michiana. A place of news from both the right and the left. When major news is affecting the world. We have you covered with comprehensive feeds and stories from the affected areas. No third person reporting. Tell your friends about your new online balanced station. News Source 1 Michiana. I think it's just vapor. Vaping is safer than smoking, isn't it? There's really not even that much nicotine in them, right? One vape pod has as much nicotine as one pack of cigarettes. My kid? My kid kid knows it's dangerous. 5.4 million American kids vape, and most think it's harmless. Get your head out of the cloud. Talk to your kid about vaping. Visit talkaboutvaping.org. That's talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. When times get dark, we can't see the help that's all around us. Maybe you're not sure how you'll make rent, or you lost your job. When you don't know where to turn, let 211 be your guiding light. Our guides are ready to connect you with the help you need. 211, how can I help you? Call or visit 211.org. 211. 
Get connected. Get help. A message from United Way and the Ad Council. Guess who's back? Allegedly. Back again. Allegedly. Mopar's back. Tell a friend. Mopar money, Mopar problems. We got a lot to talk about today. Certainly, the big news is that Steve Phelps is not confirming or denying a potential return of Dodge to NASCAR's premier series. We'll talk about that as well as Dover, one of the last independent tracks on the NASCAR circuit being sold, and more news. Let's get into it. So like we talked about yesterday, Kyle Kirkwood likely headed to AJ Foyt Racing in IndyCar and Racer.com had a few more details on that today, reporting that Foyt will be a two-car team with Kirkwood and Dalton Kellett and Sebastian Bourdais, unfortunately, according to them, completely out of the picture. At one point, there appeared to be a chance of a third car. Maybe that has fallen apart or maybe that will go in a different direction. We'll have to wait and see. After the Megan Thee Stallion and Draco Malfoy incident and F1 in Austin, uh, F1 is banning celebrities from bringing their own bodyguards onto the grid. Quite honestly, good riddance. Martin Brundle, we love you. Dover has been sold. This is one of the last independent tracks on the NASCAR calendar. And according to Bob Pockris on Twitter, it's going to SMI, which owns such amazing tracks as Texas Motor Speedway. According to Bob, Speedway Motorsports has agreed to acquire Dover Motorsports for $3.61 per share, or $3.61 per share if you're reading properly, or $131.5 million sale expected to close by the end of the year. Dover owns Dover and the Nashville Super Speedway. So there go the independents. Well, as long as Pocono and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway stay on the NASCAR calendar, which (laughs) um, there there will still be independent uh, uh, tracks on the calendar, but certainly... You know, I've been to Dover. Uh, I went back in 2017 um, to the Cup race and the Xfinity race, and you know, it's it's a great track. Um, I hope that a lot of the people, you know, a lot of the worry is that you know we're going to lose Dover or Dover is going to be reconfigured. Um, I think I think there's some talk that it might go to. Um, an asphalt track rather than a concrete track. I know Dale Earnhardt Jr. pushes very hard for that. Um, But I think a lot of people are immediately speculating that once you acquire Dover, uh, it it would be a lot easier to go to the fairgrounds because you no longer have to worry about um, the fairgrounds in Nashville. You no longer have to worry about uh, an independent track owner uh, wanting to get his share of the pie because Speedway Motorsports will already have bought that share of the pie. Um, so, you know, I guess there's two, there's still two major track companies, but, you know, I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm interested to see where this ends up playing out. Because I think at, at some point you're going to be starting to talk about, like, antitrust laws with NASCAR owning all the tracks. I mean, there's already, you know, there's no discussion, but I think the fact that, that they merged NASCAR and ISC together, so essentially all of the NASCAR tracks 
um, that aren't owned by Speedway Motorsports, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway or Pocono, are owned outright by NASCAR. I wonder if at some point NASCAR will try to acquire Speedway Motorsports. And if and when that happens, um, that'll be quite interesting because NASCAR would own the vast majority of tracks throughout this country. But I think it also what it also does um, is allow NASCAR to have even more flexibility going forward um, as they continue to um, change and update their schedules uh, to generate as much fan interest as possible. You've already seen fan demand for road courses brought more road courses in. Fans didn't like the one-and-a-half-mile cookie cutters. Well, they're closing two of those. So, you know, was Dover like a racetrack that people didn't like? Um I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool when I went there to watch a race. Um, and oh yeah, by the way, yes, indeed, Alex Bowman has killed another track. Potentially. Allegedly. But this is the thing you probably clicked on this video for. No, it's not a typo. It's not Doge returning to NASCAR. It's Dodge returning to NASCAR. And uh, our friend Adam Stern dropped a Stern bomb today, letting the world know what Steve Phelps said to SiriusXM's Lee Spencer on this subject. This is what Phelps had to say. It's been widely rumored that Dodge is one of those or closest to join joining NASCAR. I won't confirm or deny that, but I would suggest things are progressing, or I would say that things are progressing. When we have something to announce, we will. So Steve Phelps essentially comes out and says, uh, yeah, I've heard that Dodge, uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors out there that Dodge, uh, is coming to NASCAR. Not gonna confirm or deny it, but, uh, we're definitely, it's, things are definitely progressing. Well, what does that mean? It means that they are in talks with Dodge to return to NASCAR. And, according to this, you know, that quote, again, a lot of this with racing is you have to read between the lines. You have to read the things that are either said or unsaid or, or implied, and, <laughs> the president of NASCAR does not just come out and say, oh, yeah, I heard the rumors about we're talking to Dodge, uh, and then just not deny it, and then outright say things are progressing. So this would be major for NASCAR if they could wrangle Dodge back into the fold, because one of those things that I always see on, you know, anytime uh, you get those boomer posts on Facebook, right, where it's like, well, what's wrong with current day NASCAR? And you hear people going, well, I wish Dodge would come back. Well, if Dodge came back, you, you, you're beginning to get rid of a lot of the excuses that the older fans have. Um, well, that's not true. There's a lot of gimmicks still to get rid of. But having another manufacturer would do two things. Number one, it adds a tremendous amount of extra money into the sport. Um, you've got television ad buys. You've got promotion. Um, and one thing that a new manufacturer will do is turn up that Bunsen burner on the other three and uh, kind of kick them in the butt a little bit. I think you, I mean, you literally have to go back to 2001 when Dodge made their last NASCAR comeback to see exactly. You know, I think Dodge coming back, you know, there was a lot of things in 2001 that turbocharged NASCAR into becoming the 900-pound gorilla. Um, I, I, I almost want to say it was, but I, don't, I feel like that's a little disingenuous. It's, still, it's probably a 550-pound gorilla um, at this point. But the one of the major things was that in 2001, when Dodge came back and really the, the two years 
prior to Dodge coming back, there was a huge promotional and marketing push that Dodge put forth and was like, hey, we're coming back to NASCAR. We're going to put the die cast in the cereal boxes and we're going to run all these TV ads. And it really did work. And we're going to get Bill Elliott, the most, po- you know, the most popular driver at that time, to drive our car. And so you know, the way that all worked out um, was just another factor in NASCAR growing significantly. Now, Dodge hasn't been seen since the end of 2012 when they announced they were going to leave the sport. In fact, they were going to come in with the Gen 6 car. Believe it or not, they were actually looking at hiring Andretti Autosport to run a team driven by Kurt Busch. No, that's not hyperbole. That is not made up. That was going to happen, and then it didn't. But it did end up with us having Kurt Busch at the Indy 500, so that's something. But, yeah, I think having a third American manufacturer in NASCAR, having one representative from each of the big three, well, the old big three, Dodge is now Italian, but the the old big three United States auto manufacturers, the recognizable names, Ford, Chevy, and Dodge, that would be exactly one of the things that I think NASCAR would really benefit at this stage in its history because so many things are changing right now. Um, there's, and I think I, I, I've said this before, but I think NASCAR next year, and really next year is what, two months away. In two months, NASCAR is going to look, in a lot of ways, almost unrecognizable from what you saw in Phoenix. And I, I hope they understand that they are going to have to get some you know, recognizability with their old product um, as well to sell it going down the road. Because if they, if they don't have these old, warm, fuzzy feelings associated with NASCAR anymore, um, you're going to be in trouble. If you can get the, th- the big three Detroit auto manufacturers, which it seems like they're close, that would be smart. A lot of people are speculating that Tony Stewart, possibly Roush, would be willing to go over. So that would be Stewart Haas and Roush would possibly be able to go over to Dodge. I do think it's interesting. I saw uh, someone point this out to me on Twitter, and shout out to you, is that Tony Stewart uh, has not announced a manufacturer for his NHRA program yet. His uh, fiance Leah Pruitt, has always been a pretty big Mopar person. You would think that the drag racing team would have uh, Mopar affiliation. And then you start to think, well, we know Tony Stewart is unhappy with Ford about the Kyle Larson deal. Um, he's made that abundantly clear. I just made like two videos on that. Uh, you should check them out and subscribe while you're there. Um, would Stuart Haas Racing, would Tony Stewart be willing to move his team to Dodge? I think it would make sense um, because they've definitely been underperforming this year. And um, that may be the thing, you know, being the number one at a manufacturer might be the, the kick in the pants that they would need. I don't know. We'll have to see. This is exciting stuff, I think. Anytime you talk about more manufacturers coming in, I mean, people always talk about, oh, the cars don't matter anymore in racing. And yet, all anybody ever gets excited about anymore are the alleged manufacturers that may or may not be coming into series. Hmm. Hmm. Tells you something, doesn't it? I don't know. Thank you guys so much for watching. This has been David Land on YouTube. Subscribe for more motorsport content, and I will see you in the next video.
not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Now, the rest of the story. Autumn of 1964, San Diego police were called to the scene of a reported disturbance at a house in the city's historic Old Town District. Strange noises, somebody had said, coming from inside the house. But when the cops arrived, well, the doors were locked and the windows were shuttered, except for some of the slats which appeared awkwardly pried up. Now, nobody was living there, the officers were told, so they gained entrance and looked around, and indeed, nobody was there except to hear folks in the neighborhood retell it, the evidence impossibly indicated that someone or ones had been trapped inside that night and, and were trying to get out. Well, two paranormal investigators heard about what had happened, and they looked into it and learned that the house had a peculiar history. First of all, it had been built on a site where grimly remembered public hangings had taken place. And after the house was built, the first owner's daughter committed suicide there. But were the disturbances associated with that house for most of a century supernatural or just creaking rafters? Well, this intrepid duo of ghost hunters was determined to find out for themselves. So they decided to spend the night there, and they got permission. They arrived at nightfall one evening in November, were let in by a caretaker, and then left alone. They'd brought no special equipment, no cameras or tape recorders, but they'd be satisfied with their senses. After all, these were inherently skeptical, realistic men. One of them, Bill Rankin, had been a major in the Marines, had been to Guadalcanal and all that, so he was certainly not given to flights of fancy. Anyway, the two spent their time methodically entering each room and sitting long enough to gather an impression. Somehow the hours flew, and before they knew, it was 2.30 in the morning. By now, Bill and his colleague are sitting in the living room, saying nothing, just sitting there. The windows are shuttered, so there's no street light coming in. It's nearly completely dark. When Bill sees something, looking in through an open doorway to what would have been the dining room, he sees something iridescent, white, filmy, gently swirling. Could it have been a human form? Still saying nothing, Bill climbs down off the couch and crawls toward the spectral whatever it is, and he's getting closer. But just then, a flashlight beam shatters the night. It's Bill's comrade shining his flashlight in the direction of the apparition, which has vanished now, the light falling only on a portrait on the wall of the long-deceased first lady of the house, Anna Whaley. And Bill says, did you see that? And his friend answers, yes, I did. Today, that house called Whaley House, is renowned as the most haunted house in America. Over a hundred thousand each year visit the museum it's become. And its worldwide fame came from the experience of a daring pair of highly credible, no-nonsense ghost hunters who caught with their own eyes a, a glimpse of eternity. 
a rugged ex-Marine major named Bill Rankin, and his best friend, a then-local television newsman named Regis Philbin. Since then, the whole nation has fallen in love with his bluster and humor and charm. Only now, you know the rest of the story. This is News Source 1 Michiana, Elkhart South Bend.